our sermon today is Let Us. And the scripture reading is from Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. I hope each and every one of us is there. And I'm going to read the whole chapter. Um, so it reads, Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those in prison as if you were their f- uh, fellow prisoners, and those who are mistreated as if yourselves were suffering. Marriage should, should be honored by all, and the marriage bed be kept pure. For God will judge uh, the adulterer and all the sexual, uh, sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders uh, who spoke the word of God to you. Consider, those, uh, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And this part, uh, my, my son usually reminds me so much, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That, that is chapter 8. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange uh, teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by ceremonial foods which are of no value for those who eat them. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sign of offering. But the bodies are burnt outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate um, to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then uh, go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore, for uh, chapter 14. For here, we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not forget to do good Uh, and not forget to do good and to share with others for such sacrifices God is pleased. Obey your leaders and submit to the authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us. Uh, We are sure that we have a clear conscience, and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may uh, be restored to you soon. May the God of peace, who through the blood of Jesus, the, through, who through the blood of uh, the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd uh, of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever.
Brothers, I urge you, chapter 22, Brothers, I urge you to hear with my word of exhortation, uh, for I have written you only a short letter. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all God's people. Those from uh, Italy send your, send you their greetings. Grace be with you all. May I uh, pray for our speaker of today, Reverend Irene, as she brings the word of God today. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this wonderful day you've given us in your presence, O oh God. We thank you because our, of uh, your servant, Reverend Irene, as she stands, O oh my Father, to speak your word. May you put the oracles from you, O oh God. May you give her utterance, O oh my Father. Give her the confidence, O oh my Father, Lord. And may, he, may she speak of your word, O oh my Father, and not of his thought, of her thought, O oh King of Glory. We bless your name and we worship you, O oh God. May you continue to equip her, O oh God, and may you continue to prepare our hearts, O oh God, even to receive this word, that uh, whatever shall be sowed in our hearts, O oh my Father, shall bear fruits in 30, 60, and 100 folds. For this we pray, trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, uh, uh, dear brother Michael. You have led us so well. We bless the Lord for you. The Lord continue to use you as you minister and serve him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. At least we can wave. At least I can move around. I had missed this, so I am going to give a lot of work uh, to the camera person because he has to follow me through uh, because I have an opportunity to face this direction and this and that, and this is so wonderful. Are you well? Those who are at home, wave at me, please, Salimia. Uh, those who are seated next to you, tell them Pastor Irene said hi. Uh, we continue to miss you and we hope to see you as you come and join us. Now, we've had a wonderful time looking at the book of Hebrews. I don't know what your take home has been. As we just look at the lives of these uh, people of God and what they went through and someone writing a letter to them, speaking as someone of encouragement, asking them to surrender and acknowledge Jesus as the high priest, asking them not to give up and continue to keep the faith, asking them not to allow their knees that are weak and feeble to let them down, but they should focus on Jesus. But I don't know what has been your take home as a person as we conclude today the book of Hebrews, uh, finishing with Hebrews 13, but also introducing another series on intimacy with God. And this is the key. This is the thing that keeps us going. This is why we exist as children of God, as believers, growing in our relationship with God day and night. And so as we continue to reflect on this, take personal highlights for yourself, asking yourself, what is my take home? And today we are going to look at um, a very interesting topic. Uh, Pastor has an interesting way of coming, with, uh, coming up with interesting topics. And so our topic today is let us. And when I was telling someone about that topic uh, in the course of the week, they were telling me, is it letters? You know the letters we write. I'm like, no, no, no. You know where I come from. You can confuse. But it is let us. Let us. Amen? And uh, 
This is a very interesting topic to look at at a season like this, when the earth seem to have been removed. You know, as we are all closed up in our homes, we go to work wearing masks, and we come to church, we are not saying hi to each other the way we would want to. We, don't, we can't hug, we can't visit each other freely the way we want. And then here we are looking at let us. And we wonder where is the us in this season? Where is this us that uh, the scripture is uh, speaking to us about today? And so as we even look at letters, my prayer is that the Lord will bring out new ways to each and every one of us to see how we can still take up the practical things that the writer of Hebrews is handing down to us today and how we can still use them in our context today, but not only for us in this season, but also to pass it on to others as we mentor and, and disciple many around us. So let us, in every way, build on our intimacy with Jesus. We clearly know that for a good farm building, several things, uh, for you to build a good farm building, several things need to be taken into consideration. Beginning with the foundation, how you lay foundation, the materials you use, the details of it, and building one layer after another for you to have this wonderful, strong, beautiful building. And not just beautiful because you know there is a painting that you did on it, but from deep within, it is very strong. There is so much details that you need to put into it for you to be able to build that. And it is the same for our salvation. It is the same for our relationship with God. That we need to put so much attention, so much deliberate intentions to look at the things that we need, uh, we need to take in place or to consider as we build our intimacy with God. Spiritual giants and muscles are built by constant, deliberate and intentional work as we pursue our intimacy with God. And so for you to grow in your relationship with God, it is not just a one-day thing, but you have to constantly work on your salvation with fear and trembling. As we conclude the book of Hebrews, the writer leaves us with few practical things that we need to do together. The one another, the things that we need to keep doing, and we will look at them in three ways. Number one is the command to love. Let us love one another. The command to love. Number two is the calling to honor. Calling to honor. The calling to honor. Let us honor our leaders. And then number three is the, con uh, the constant prayer. The constant prayer. The continuous prayer. Let us pray uh, for one another. And so we look at the first one, which is the command to love, and we'll be looking at chapter 13, verse 1 to 6, and it has been read so well. You know, one path that many of us are in is the path of loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and it is a memory verse that we understand very well. It is a command from the Lord. But the second part to it is the path to love our neighbor. And it is usually the most, uh, the, the part that we are weak the most. You know, it is so easy to love God with all your heart, with all your mind. But the commandment does not end there. It sends us to another step where we need to love our neighbor just as we love ourselves. And so every time we talk about love, the whole question that comes into my mind is, do I love myself? 
Do I love myself enough to forgive me when I have done things that are regrettable? Do I love myself enough to do things that are worthy, that are good before the Lord? Do I love myself enough to be able to love my neighbor? And that comes from an intimacy that we have from deep within us with the Lord. John chapter 13, 34 says that a new command I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. When Jesus commands us to go out and love one another, when he asks us, let us love one another, it is not out of the blue, but he says, I am commanding you to love one another just as I have loved you. And so it, he's, he's speaking about his sacrificial love, how he gave himself up for us, the privilege that he left because of us, and how he loved so much that he may come down and love us by dying on the cross and saving us. For Christ, it was not a one-time experience. Verse 13 says, keep on loving one another. It can be so beautiful that we meet the first time and it's so nice. Oh, Pastor Irene, hi, Nini. And you go saying, that pastor is so nice, good. And then the next day you come and you find, hey, something you don't like about Pastor Irene. And you begin to feel in your heart, no, this pastor is not good. And you wonder what has changed. But they keep on loving one another is regardless. Because we are, we are weak. We are not strong. We are not perfect. It is regardless, we are being asked to love one another. To love one another. And he says, brothers and sisters. It is not only to love each other when things are nice and we are looking all glamour. But it is to love one another even in the most difficult times. And that is what the Lord is calling us to today. And it is this love that begins to describe the following events thereafter. Because after that, when we understand the whole concept about love and the agape love and the filia, the love for one another, when we understand the friendship love, then we can move to verse 2 where he's talking about hospitality. And he says that we need to be hospitable. This kind of love, as the writer highlights, will be felt in how we are hospitable to one another. Where there is no hospitality lies a lot of hostility. And hostility has risen to the point where hospitality has become impossible. In our own lives, in our nation, we look at it. People have become so hostile to one another. Because we have left love and we are no longer hospitable to one another. And so here the writer was encouraging that, you know, you be hospitable to dear believers. Because there were many who were traveling along and they needed a place to sleep. Nowadays, and this is just out there, when you have a home, an extra home, we put it on Airbnb. I mean, it's good, we get money, yeah? But then we lose out a bit on that comfort of, oh, I can come and sleep at your place and I don't have to pay. But anyway, Looking at that kind of hospitality, but even generally as a nation, generally as believers in a nation where we have many of us who are Christians, hospitality has come down. And hostility towards one another kind of has gone up. And now it becomes so impossible. And now we begin to question, can I really be hospitable? 
especially to a stranger. Because that is what the Bible is talking about. We now begin to doubt one another. We no longer trust each other so much. Because yeah, hostility has gone up. How will I know that I'm giving a ride to the right person? Because we have had cases of somebody who gave a ride and they were smugged. But then how can I be hospitable when I no longer know you, when the love of Christ is no longer being practiced genuinely among even believers, let alone the world that is watching us. Christianity is a religion of love. And we need to redefine all that. When I was thinking through this, I was like, Lord, come and reformat us once more. You know, come and delete and begin to put new application of love on every side of our minds so that we can all together be able to genuinely be there for one another. It is a sinful world that we live in and only the love of Christ that can only cause the things to function that they ought, the way they ought to function. We feel and see this is not only, not only in our nation but in many other nations. That you go, you visit out there and the people are not hospitable to you. We ought also not to take advantage of the hospitality that we have received from others. Hospitality does not mean laxity or carelessness. We need to be discerning and the discernment comes from the Holy Spirit to know when we are opening doors to whom we are opening doors to. Very, very key. We just don't open doors. When you are connected with the Lord, intimacy with God, the Holy Spirit is able to tell you. He's able to guide you. Because sometimes you open your door and you invite trouble. How we remember the imprisoned, mistreated, suffering, those who are suffering when they can't come to you. And so these letters love one another now begins to move from you opening up your doors or you opening up your nation or you opening up your county or whatever and being hospitable to you reaching out to those who can't reach out to you. How do you go out there to those who are imprisoned? And not just the imprisonment that we all understand, but there are those who are imprisoned by different kinds of addictions. And they, ought, they, they desire deliverance. They desire someone could reach out and show them love. They desire that someone could say a prayer for them. And so they are locked up in sin and they desire freedom. They are suffering out there. Poverty is finishing them. They are being mistreated by sin out there. They are being mistreated in prisons out there. And the Bible is asking us that we need to reach out to them. How we honor our marriages. The Bible today points out very clearly the institution of marriage and sexual purity around marriage. And this all is around love because we have broken our own homes. How does the Lord enjoy the marriages out there? Our marriages. How is the Lord enjoying the presence of a husband and a wife and saying that is the marriage that I created from heaven? When we cannot obey 
and hear the voice of the Lord when he's talking about keeping the marriage bed holy. And so we are encouraged today and says marriage should be honored by all. There is no excuse, there is no but. But it is an honor that we all need to put into marriage. And he says the marriage bed kept pure. Sexual purity is being attacked in many marriages. It is one of the, it is number one reasons of separations and divorces nowadays. Scripture today chooses to address this area. Sexual immorality, in the second bit of it, does not lock you out. You who is not married and you say, oh, I'm safe. I can go out there and have fun. No. Sexual immorality includes every other form of sexual sin. The sanctity of sin is in marriage between a man and a woman. The biblical way. This is a very difficult scripture to preach in a nation where that people are trying to redefine what marriage is. Where now people are coming up with different forms and definition of what marriage is. Moving from the biblical way of man and woman. And we as Christians, as we love one another, that needs to be seen in our homes. It needs to be seen on how we relate with one another in our marriages. It needs to be seen on how we value the institution that the Lord created. And we do not need to give, up on the, to give in to the political pressures that the world is giving us today. And so Christians, it finishes with asking us that we need to be content the love of money. We need to be content and transition that to the love of God. And the Bible asks us to seek the Lord our God and, and his righteousness, then everything else will be added unto us. But how can I do this, you ask yourself? Because the Lord desires to restore our marriages, to restore our lives today. And he finishes very well in chapter, uh, verse 5 and 6 and says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. But then he says, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortal man do to me? We can do this, not on our own, but by the strength, strength that the Lord is giving us. So you be encouraged. There is an opportunity for renewal, there is an opportunity for forgiveness. There is an opportunity for the Lord to redo this again for us and our nation and our lives. The calling to honor, 7 to 17. And verse 7 asks us to honor our past leaders. And I want us to look at honoring our past leaders as honoring Christ and as honoring our current leaders. The writer reminds the Christians in this church of their former leaders who impacted their lives in the word of God. Who are these people of the past who have had an impact in your life? How do they live out their faith? And how can you imitate that? And as you take note of that, you need to also take note that there are others who are watching you and they desire to imitate you. And one day you'll be the past leader in their lives 
and they would want you to have left a legacy. The mark that the word of God that was taught by these leaders left is a constant verse there, verse 8, that says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In this changing world, the world is progressively being redefined. Things are changing every day. Families are changing every day. What we used to understand to be family seems to be losing its meaning now. Our children are understanding things in a very different way. In this changing world, we are encouraged by the word of God that we have Jesus who is unchanging. That we have Jesus who is constant. And we can put our anchor in him. We can hold on to him. The health of a Christian heart is by feeding on God's grace. And we see that in verse 9. It is by feeding on God's grace. It is strengthened by the number of times we visit God's gym. And we are always exercising by the grace or on the grace of God. The grace we receive, the grace we give, we are always practicing it. And verse 10 tells us on how that will help us to grow on our relationship with God. Building the confidence to partake the Lord's table. Building on the confidence to sit and not be counted as those who are not worth of sitting and partaking of the table. Because Christ in himself is a perfect sacrifice and in his suffering he made us holy. We honor him. We honor Christ by bearing the disgrace he bore. We honor Christ by giving up the ungodly pleasures of this world. The lives that we used to live. We honor Christ by living our lives anew. We cannot be of Christ and be of this world. But we can be of Christ in this world. Our city is to come. Our eyes are fixed on the hope of eternity. We honor God by giving the sacrifices of praise, professing his name, doing good in our society, evangelizing, serving, doing good works. Salvation is by grace. But we, we honor God with our works. And how do we honor our current leaders? Verse 17 says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Because they keep watch over you as, you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden that would be of no benefit to you. So when we honor our leaders, we are the one who benefit. We honor our current leaders by obeying them. The Bible is very clear. By having confidence in them because it is the Lord who called them. By submitting and not rebelling. Today, there are so many parts in the scripture when the Bible to, where, where, the, where the Bible addresses the leader. But today, he chooses to address us and he asks us that we need not to cause sorrow. Their harm will not benefit us. 
we should not criticize. You know, people don't understand the difference between criticizing and critiquing. And so we find ourselves always disrespecting our leaders. And yet the Bible is telling us that we will not benefit from it. And so the writer picks that up when he's talking about let us pray. As we look at let us honor, he brings it on and he says, let us pray for our leaders. Pray for us. And so Psalm 133, as we look at the continuous prayer, clearly demonstrates uh, a, a God commanding his blessing where there is unity. Therefore, as we love one another, and as we honor our leaders, and as we honor Christ, and as we seek to, be, to have an intimate relationship with him, the writer draws us to the centrality of prayer in all this that we do. Prayer, brothers and sisters, is key to our relationship with God. It brings us to a place of surrender. We, connect, we get connected with the heavens as we communicate in prayer. And when we connect to the heavens, he opens the floodgates of heaven over our lives. And we begin to receive miracles. We begin to move in the direction that he, de we desire, that he desires us to move in. We begin to experience healing in our lives. We begin to experience revival in our midst. All this, we need to get connected with the Lord. Connect, stay connected to the heavens. And then he opens the floodgates over our lives. This is what we need in our lives. It is what we need in our nation. It is what we need in that state that you are in right now. As you look at your life, all you need is to remain connected in prayer with the heavens, with God, that he may open the floodgates of heaven over you. Christ calls us to a place of yearning and thirsting for him. He says, knock and the door shall be open. He says, ask and you shall receive. But then John chapter 15 uh, verse 17 reminds us that if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done to you. Many times we go and ask and yet we have not remained in him. And then we wonder why he's not answering our prayers. And so he's calling us today that we need to remain in him. And him in us, then we ask whatever we need and he will grant it to us. Pray for your leaders that they may have a clear conscience. Pray for us that we may have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. Christian leaders and political leaders and every leader out there are looking up to us to let us come together and pray for one another. As we pray for one another, let us request to be known so that fellow brethren can, let our request be known so that fellow brethren can pray with understanding. And we will receive the blessings of the Lord. Praise be to God. We will receive the blessings of the Lord. And so as we bring this to a conclusion, I want to invite you to just go before the Lord. And the Lord is calling us to the letters. And you are asking yourself which area of your life. You are asking how can I let us 
in this season when it is difficult? How can I let us love your marriage when it is in shambles? How can I let us love our family when it is not together? The Lord is in, he has an appointment with you today. And he desires to restore you today. And I just want you to go before the Lord and call on him. Speak out to him. Speak out in repentance. Speak out in asking for direction. Speak out that we may love, that we may honor, that we may continually pray for one another. Ask the Lord to restore you. Ask the Lord to show you how to love. Ask the Lord to show you how to be hospitable. Ask the Lord to restore your marriage, your family, the relationships around your life. Ask the Lord to restore this nation. Ask the Lord to restore this nation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are the wonderful Savior. Yes, Lord, would you just come and move and minister to your people today? For we need you, Lord. We need you to restore this nation and show us your love that we may know how to love your way, Lord. How we may love ourselves enough to forgive ourselves. How we may love our neighbors. How we may love those who have wronged us. How we may teach others to love those who are struggling to love. How we may pray for those marriages that are breaking down because they have not understood how to love one another. for those in our midst who are not married we want to pray for purity upon you that the Lord will keep you pure until your day when you will meet the right person comes and so let us pray our God and our Father we want to thank you for your word today thank you Lord that you are calling us to the togetherness the one another the caring for each other the loving each other even in this season, when we've been locking ourselves away, Lord. Father, we pray that would you teach us to love one another. To love those who are around us, Lord. To love those who have wronged us because the standard is too high. You're asking us to even love our enemies. Teach us to love one another as a nation, Lord. Teach us to love one another as a church, as a people. Would you restore the love in this land, Lord? And when we get that right, then every area of our life will be sorted out. Teach us to honor our leaders, Lord, and teach us to pray for one another. Thank you, Lord, for your desire to restore us today. We thank you for those miracles that have begun to happen today. Continue to walk, Lord, in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And the Lord bless you. All of you for bearing with us the whole day. I want to thank you so very much. 
What a wonderful sermon we have received today. Let us. Now that we have a elder brother, the captain of our salvation, by grace and faith, we have come to a place. And we have come to a place, the mountain of grace. And we have become a people, a glorious people, a glorious society. Therefore, let us jump into this bus, the bus that's taking us to a new city, the city of the living God. And this bus has rules. And as we jump into the bus, those who are members of the community, the glorious community, we're hearing so many beautiful rules here. This is not the bus where there is hatred. This is not the bus where there is lovelessness. This is not the bus for the spirit of, um, of disobedience and rebellion. This is a bus for the glorious community where there is love and therefore you give and you take. And therefore, my beloved, please come and be partake, partaker of the love that exists in this bus. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is full of love. We love you. We appreciate you. You may not be appreciated anywhere else, but in the house of the Lord, in the bus to the city of the living God, we love you. Please exercise your right. Receive your love because there is love in the house of faith. But also give us love. Distribute love. Come to the house of faith. And we need to hear that in our marriages, in our families, Christ reigns. Let us be of that mind. Let us walk worthy of the calling. Let us exercise faith. Let us not be those who go back. What a wonderful sermon today. And therefore, I want to pray for you if you can, if you would like. But please wake up as I speak a prophetic blessing upon your life. If you can, I know I can't see you. I don't know whether you're waking up, but uh, may your heart also wake up if you're not able to wake up wherever you are in your house. And you can lift up your hands as we speak these blessings to you. May the Lord be merciful to you, beloved. May the high priest raise your concerns even to heaven. And may you leave your burden to him completely, whatever the burden is. May a new cloud of freedom sweep over your heart. May you walk in the newness and great strength and grace. May the Lord's favor be seen in your life on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. May you call, be called the beloved of the Lord. May you be called the favored. May the world know that you have been favored because we have an elder brother who understands us. May you walk free knowing that you've been set free. May the spirit of rejection release you in the name of Jesus Christ. May the spirit of perennial sickness release you in the name of Jesus Christ. May the spirit of helplessness release you in Jesus' name. May the Lord whisper sweet peace to you. May you be an overcomer on Monday. May you be a victor on Tuesday. May you become an encourager on Wednesday. May the Lord give you a testimony on Thursday. May the Lord fight for you 
May you be a, a testimony giver on Saturday. May the Lord give you good health on Sunday to give the glory to God in the name of God who is the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. It is well with you. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. Amen and amen. And God bless you. God bless you. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus.